Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and today's episode is going to be a solo show. I just want to start off with saying I'm sorry we were not able to get out a podcast on Friday. The day kind of got away from me. The guests we were planning on having, our schedules just did not match up well. And then over the weekend, I celebrated my birthday, so the wife, the kids, friends, All gave me a great weekend, and it was hard to pass up on a chance to celebrate a birthday that falls on the weekend. It doesn't always happen, so it was nice to actually just sit back, relax, and not worry about anything else. And it was a a weekend that I had a lot of fun. And then Monday got here. We had technical difficulties. Tuesday, I had issues. So today, we're back. I know it's been a long time since we were able to podcast. It's been you know longer than I want, but four, five, six days, way too long. But now we're getting into the home stretch of games. But before we get there, make sure you go back and check out our latest podcast that just came out. It was with Mike Miller's brother, Ryan Miller, who is actually assistant coach at Creighton University. He also comes back to Memphis a lot because his brother Mike is here. But also, he was the guy who recruited Desmond Bain to TCU. And he was the reason that Desmond Bain came there. And he'll share his stories if you go check out the podcast. But thank you for, honestly, just being a fan of ours. This has been a wild ride this season. We This has just been a one-season podcast. We started off back in free basketball where I eventually was doing free basketball, which you can find on the Leeds Podcast Network. Shameless plug. But we branched off a little bit. And I was doing my own Grizzlies thing. And I thought, I want to have a Grizzlies podcast and run it off of Grizz Lead, where you can check us out over at Grizz underscore lead if you haven't already. But it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. And so what is next for Grizz 901? Well, if you were with us back when we were doing the free basketball podcast, Grizzlies edition, that's what we called it. We also kind of got into the home stretch of games. In the last two weeks of the regular season, we were putting out a podcast in between every game because every game was so crucial. Well, my plans, they were to do the exact same thing. But this season, we're sitting in the two spot. The two spot, the deuce. We're not doing that. I'm going to save all my breath, all my time for the playoffs. And so what you're going to get from us is we're going to get our normal two podcast week upcoming, right? So you're going to get one this week, which is today on Wednesday, another one either Thursday or Friday, depending on how how it works out for me, but also a guest I'm trying to get in. And then the next week, it's a normal slate of games. We're going to have another two episode week. But after that, After that week, we get into the playoffs. And the Monday, which is the 11th of April, 
you're going to get a full playoff preview. And we're going to do it quad style, we hope. Quad style. It's going to give you me, Ryan, who's the co-host, but also Chris and Nathan, who are with Grizzly. We're going to go four wide. And we're going to go ahead and give you a full playoff prediction breakdown. We're going to then know exactly who we're matching up against, who we potentially could match up against because of play-in games. We're going to break down all those matchups. And then, as those games come to fruition, when we find out who the Grizzlies are going to play, I'm going to give you another podcast, breaking down the team, the matchup, and what's upcoming. And at that point... We're guns a-blazing. After every game, you will get a podcast. So if the Gearsleys play Thursday and they play Saturday, you're going to get the podcast on Friday. And if they go back-to-back, you'll get it the morning of the next game. So don't worry. You have content that is coming into your feed. So make sure you give us a subscribe rate, review when you can, but make sure you are subscribed to the channel because we will be putting out content like crazy upcoming. And the Grizzlies, they're talking a lot of trash. So they have a lot of haters. Haters! Got a lot of haters. And so we want to make sure that we are putting out the content for the haters so they can hear us when we get those dubs. But the Grizzlies, Getting into this week is going to be a crazy, crazy week and a crazy stretch. Thankfully, the Grizzlies don't need to win. The Grizzlies are setting pretty. It really would take just a Mavs loss, Grizzlies win, and the Grizzlies then are able to clinch the Southwest Division. We've never done it, and I'm excited to get a chance to just kind of revel in that. That was a long time coming. Never did I ever think we would be better than San Antonio. Growing up, they were always the Spurs. They were always the guy, the team, Pop's team always put us out. They were always the juggernaut. And then Dallas comes back. Dallas has Luka Doncic, right? They're expected to be the team, the new Spurs that are actually head and shoulders above everyone else. And then the Grizzlies. John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, D'Anthony Melton, Stephen everyone steps up, and the Grizzlies now will win the Southwest Division. And so I hope you get a chance to celebrate that because that is something that doesn't happen to us. The Grizzlies have never been in this spot to where they can actually celebrate winning the division, which is a tough division. New Orleans was supposed to be as good as well. Was Zion there? Man, but even going forward, you're still having to go against the the likes of Luka, Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum down all in New Orleans. And then you also have the up-and-coming Houston Rockets, Jalen Green, Christian Wood, all of them, San Antonio Spurs, who are looking to make a run and grab that 10th spot. Why? I don't know. But they're going to get that 10th spot potentially with DeJounte Murray and the rest of the crew. So the Southwest Division has always been good, but for the upcoming future, it's going to be even better. But let's get into a little bit about the Grizzlies and what they have coming up before I get into the Spurs preview that is. The Grizzlies play the Spurs tonight in San Antonio. Last game of March. They headed into the April Fool's Day game. They were playing at home against the Suns. That's going to be probably the best matchup If you're going to catch a home game, 
the Suns Friday night is going to be the best game you're probably going to see for the rest of the year. Grizzlies go on to play at the Jazz after a small uh, day, a few days break. They play Tuesday at Jazz, Thursday at the Nuggets. Then they come back home to finish out with a back-to-back with the Pelicans at home and the Celtics at home. I wouldn't expect you see John Morant for the rest of the year. I wouldn't expect to see a lot of starters in both games. I think they're going to play either one or the other, or maybe they sprinkle some compared to what they want to do is play two stars in this game, three stars in the next game, get everybody a full run, give everybody a full break. That's exactly what I expect, but who knows? The Grizzlies have always been different. Taylor Jenkins does it a little differently than others, but I expect that you're not going to see as many starters going forward once you get back to home starting on the 9th of April. So, with that being said, the Grizzlies are now 53-23. and They're on a five-game win streak. They're 9-1 and in the last 10. They have six games remaining, one in April, which is tonight, and then you have six or five left in April, as I said before. So the Grizzlies going forward, they don't really have a lot to play for. There's not much going on. The Grizzlies are going to be the two seed. They're going to win the Southwest Division. A lot of their stuff is pretty much summed up. I don't know what else they would need to do moving forward because they cannot, there's no way in the world they're catching Phoenix. Golden State's not going to win. They're not going to come up to the two. So really, it's all about jockeying underneath of them. Everybody knows that the one and the two in the West is going to be how it is. But Golden State, they're hoping to get Steph Curry back potentially, but they're free-falling. Dallas is playing a little bit better, so they're looking to possibly jump up to the three spot to maybe take on the Grizzlies in the second round if, if both make it. They would probably rather do that than play Phoenix. And so you're going to see Dallas make a jump. Utah, they're kind of struggling. Their five-game losing streak, that's that's not ideal at this time. It is for the Grizzlies. We'll talk more about that in a second. Denver is two games up from the seven, so they're holding on to the six spot, but they have a chance to jump over Utah and get to the five. So there's a lot of chaos that could happen. But then that's not even doing the play-in games. The playing games have Minnesota, the Clippers, New Orleans, San Antonio. Yes, you did not hear the Lakers' name. The Lakers are now sitting in the 11th in the West, which is crazy to me that they've fallen that far. I will hit on them in one second, but a little bit about the Spurs game. The Spurs are now, like I just said, they are 10th in the West. If all came and stopped right now, you would see... The Spurs take on New Orleans in a winner-moves-on game. That would mean that the Spurs would go to New Orleans. The winner of that game would have a chance to beat the loser of the 7-8 game with a chance to make that game and play in the actual playoffs against the number one seed, the Phoenix Suns. The, the Spurs, they're on a four-game win streak. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10 they are a they have a 31 and 44 record. The last four games with that four game win streak were all away games. They're a much better away team than they are a home team. But they only beat the Warriors, the Blazers, the Pelicans and the Rockets, okay? So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. The Spurs are good. I think they're a fine team. They're well coached, but they're not great. 
I, I wouldn't expect them to go in to New Orleans, even though they just did, and take down the Pelicans. But it wouldn't surprise me, in all honesty, because I think the Spurs are just good enough, and I think they could outcoach the Pelicans to really take that game if they really need it to, if they want it to. And I, you know, I applaud them for not tanking completely. I don't know why they're not, because I think a eight pick in the draft and an 11th or 12th pick in the draft is huge for any team. That's that's three or four spots, but there's only so many really dominant players, I think, in this draft that are very good guys that you really feel comfortable drafting. There's nobody that's a can't miss, except for maybe the top two or three, and even those guys have issues. But I really do think that if it was me, I would give a chance to set some of those guys and offset them and let them excel in their own time if I was the Spurs coach or Spurs management. But right now, they're not doing that. And so I applaud them. I I, I don't like the tanking sentiment, and I'm glad they're actually not doing it. But unfortunately, selfishly, tank, baby. Tank. Start losing. In tonight's game, the Grizzlies can take it into their own hands and help them get their pick from the Lakers. Because right now, the Lakers, they're giving their pick to New Orleans. And that trade with Steven Adams and, and JV, it really came down to the Lakers pick. That's probably what the deciding factor is. Hey, we'll give you the Lakers first round pick. That's awesome. But it was protected in the top 10. Nobody ever thought that the Lakers would be this bad. With the likes of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they traded for Russell Westbrook. They made all this. And now, the Lakers? Man, they are now sitting in the eighth worst record in the entire NBA. And what that does is that actually gives New Orleans, who's looking to build, who's the nemesis of Memphis, it gives them a eighth overall pick right now. And you know who else is trying to battle into the playoffs? That's New Orleans. So they're looking to win. And they really want to beat the Lakers, which they have. And they have another game against the Lakers this season. And I expect them to win that game as well. And that will put them into the play-in spot, whether they are in the ninth or tenth spot I don't think it matters. I really think that they're going to have a chance to be in the play-in game, and I think that they're going to end up with a top 10 pick of some sort. And that's very depressing. So let's get into that a little bit and break that down. With that pick, if it all set right now as it is, the Grizzlies would have the 47th overall pick instead of the 11th or the 12th pick in the draft. That's a difference of 35 or 36 spots. A difference of 35 or 36 players. That's a huge spread. Would I do the would I do the trade again? A lot of people are asking that question. Would you do the trade again? If it was me, yes. I, I think Steven Adams fits this team much better than JV does. It actually has allowed people like Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, as well as people like DeAnthony Melton to step up and show, hey, do we need to completely invest in these guys moving forward? But also, Steven Adams, 
He does what JV did in rebounding much better. I feel like he sets a little better screens than JV does, but he also doesn't need the ball. And so you're getting the same rebounding, which he leads the league in offensive rebounding. He does that better than JV, and that's really what made JV so valuable. It wasn't JV's post-up game. It wasn't JV's defense. It was JV's rebounding, his putbacks, his toughness. I think you got all of those key factors in Steven Adams. You got him a little bit cheaper, right? You got him on a better contract. If they wanted to walk away from him next year, they could. Okay, it's not much. And so I would do the trade again, but man, it hurts so bad that the Grizzlies now, at this at this time in the season, they would have the 47th overall pick instead of the 11th or 12th. And that's a huge, huge difference. All right, Grizz fans. So before we get into the last of the stretch of games with the teams that match up and how well they play against each other and the rest of the remaining games coming forward, make sure you go check out our guys over at Bet the Lead. If you are a better like I am and a better like our crew is, now you can bet in Tennessee. And so go check out our guys over at Bet the Lead. We are a part of the Lead Sports Media, and the guys over there do a really good job of putting out bets, and we have a really good record going forward. Right now, our guy who is betting games, just the games, whether the money line or the spread, he is 7-1 over his last four days. That's a good stretch. And so go ahead, go ahead and go over there and check out the guys over at Bet the Lead. If you are a big better and you enjoy yourself, join the Discord channel. It's right in the profile. Click on the Discord channel. You get all of our bets, prop bets, as well as the game bets, and then anything that is coming forward. We're always going to dabble into the Major League Baseball as well and NFL. We do that, but we don't do it as good as we do NBA basketball. And if you're going to be a big better like we are, then go ahead and download the app Picket. It's very simple. It's P-I-K-K-I-T. What that does is it combines every sports book that you use. I don't use just DraftKings or FanDuel or, or BetMGM. I use all of them. I try to spread my money a little bit because I want to get the boost, the free money. Anything they want to give me for free, I want to be available to take those free bets and that free money. So I spread my stuff. Well, a lot of people have issues where they can't actually combine all their stuff in one spot, but Picket actually does. Just go over to Picket and then put in the promo code CENTER440. That's C-E-N-T-E-R 440. And you will get free money for just downloading the app and putting all of your sportsbook in one spot. And you can see exactly how much you're winning and losing but I promise you, if you're joining the guys over at Bet the Lead, you're going to be winning. All right, back into the Grizzlies talk. Now going forward, as of today, March the 30th, the Grizzlies would have the 21st, the 29th, and the 47th overall picks in the draft. If somehow the Lakers could figure out a way to win some games and get back in to the 11th and higher spots of the worst records, then the Grizzlies would get 
somewhere between the 11th or the 12th overall pick. That's the difference. Literally two weeks ago, a week ago, the Lakers were setting in the 11th or 12th overall worst records in the NBA. That would have gave the Grizzlies, if time stood still, the Grizzlies would have the 11th, the 21st, and the 29th. And if you're wondering, where are these picks coming from? All right. Well, the Lakers, the difference is, is the Lakers, if they're 10 or worst records in the league, it goes to New Orleans. So New Orleans then gives us our, their second uh, round pick, which comes from Cleveland, which Cleveland has kind of fallen back a little bit. But there's not much going to change with Cleveland's pick. It's going to be either 47th or 46th if Brooklyn overtakes them the rest of the way. So 47, 46, that matters to me none. The Utah Jazz right now are setting with the 21st overall record in the NBA. That means that the Grizzlies would get the Utah Jazz 21st pick. Well, the Jazz are free-falling a little bit, and they have a chance to potentially get into the 19th overall or the 20th overall pick the rest of the way. As I said before, they're on a five-game losing streak. They're not playing well, but there's not much they can fall. There's not many games remaining. So, with that being said, the Grizzlies are going to have a draft pick somewhere around the 20th spot, whether it's 19, 20, or 21. That's a good pick to have. Uh, you can find good value. The Grizzlies are locked into the second best overall record in the NBA. They are five games up on the next best team, and that is the leaders in the East, the Miami Heat, as well as Golden State, who is below them in the West. So, there's no way the Grizzlies are going to get out of the 29th overall draft pick for this season. So with that being said, there's not much change within the Utah Jazz and the Grizzlies pick. It really comes down to the Lakers and what do they do. Well, then I broke down a little bit about the Lakers, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Pelicans, and the Knicks. Those are the five teams that are all within two and a half games of each other with roughly seven and six games remaining but the Lakers have a strength of schedule of third, third the rest of the way. That's tough. Spurs, fifth. So they have a tough, tough matchups as well ahead of them. And those two are actually battling it out. And that's what's important. You also look at the Wizards. They're 14th. But I also think that those, those teams, they're, they're going to tank. Because there's no reason they need to win. There's no way they can get into the 10th spot. They're too far out of it. But the Pelicans... They want to continue to keep winning. I expect the Pelicans to be one of like the 12th or the 11th, right? There's not much farther they're going to fall. They're only going to move up, in my opinion. And the Knicks, who now coming off that controversy that Julius Randle has requested a trade and he does not want to be there anymore, I expect the wheels to fall off very much in New York. And with that being said, the Lakers are two and a half games out of the 12th spot. They're only a game, really, out of the 10th spot. And with that being said, I expect the Lakers to be right there at the 9 or the 10. And the reason I say that is because I think the Wizards and the Knicks are going to fall. That's really what we have to hope for. Because looking at this and looking at the strength of schedules, it's going to take a lot, a lot to get the Lakers up to the 11th. That would mean that the Lakers need to beat out one of the two teams, and that is the Spurs or the Pelicans. 
There's, I, I don't think there's any way possible that the Lakers can catch the Pelicans. And I think they know that. Looking at the strength of schedule, the Pelicans are 23rd overall. They have a lot of easy games remaining. And so I don't know of a way that they can actually catch up. Like there's no way that the world that the Lakers can somehow jump over the Pelicans because what they have is a lot of trash games remaining. They have games against Portland, right? Two more games against Portland. Portland's in full tank mode. There's no way they're losing those games. The Kings, eh, it's okay. It's not easy. They have the Clippers, who now are trying to surge with Paul George. And they have that game against the Lakers. They have a game against the Grizzlies. And they have a game against the Warriors. So I would expect that New Orleans goes at least over the last seven games. They're going four and three. I think they win four out of the last seven. That's a big number with the rest of the way. With only seven games remaining, you win four four of the seven. Like I think that is a chance that they will be in the ninth spot in the West. But then another teams you look at is the Spurs, right? And I said they had the fifth hardest schedule remaining, but they also have two games against the Blazers. And that is going to be those easy games to win, and that's what the Lakers do not have. They do not have those easy games remaining. The Lakers only have... If it was teams that are not as looked at as being good, and that is the Pelicans, and that is the Thunder. The Thunder in full tank mode, right? They are tanking. I expect the Lakers to win that game. But that's going to be the only game the Lakers will be favored in the rest of the way. So, if you looked at these, you have a tie matchup right now between the Lakers and the Spurs, with the Spurs having the tiebreaker. They have to somehow jump over them in a game. And with the strength of schedule remaining, no matter what else happens, they have to figure out a way to jump over the Spurs. And I think that's going to be their hardest thing to do because in the end, they lose the matchup tiebreaker. And I think that's really what puts them in the 10th spot at the best scenario going forward. I think that the Lakers are the 10th worst record And that conveys the pick over to New Orleans. And the Grizzlies then would get the 47th overall pick in the second round. That is just disgusting. So now that I've kind of made everybody pissed off, I just wanted to be honest because I think that going forward is really what it's about. I think looking at the Spurs and I think looking at these other teams that need to fall, which is the Wizards and the Knicks, I think the Wizards and the Knicks are going to fall somehow, some way. But I think the Spurs have some to play for. Because realistically, it's it's a spot or two in the draft. And if they could go ahead and get a chance to make a play-in game with their young kids, give them a little experience, such as the Grizzlies did, I think that's what they're going for. But what does LeBron do? Does he come back from an ankle injury? Does AD somehow get some run in? Does Russell Westbrook ever figure it out? Because he's bad, real bad. I don't know. But tonight's game, the Grizzlies, very important game against the Spurs. The Grizzlies can help themselves out by beating the Spurs. Okay? That is very, 
very crucial. This is this game and the Pelicans game is really the only way the Grizzlies can help themselves out at this point. They need to win those two games. And I expect the Grizzlies to win those two games and to understand that they need to play well against those teams due to the draft pick. But tonight you have the Magic at the Wizards. The Wizards are favored by three points. I still think the Magics find a way to win that game. Magic is playing much better than the Wizards are. The Wizards don't want to be there. They're done for this. They're done for the season, right? They don't want to play in these games. But it is at home, and that's what makes Washington tough. They play tougher at home than they do on the road. But they are also going to be on a back-to-back. So the more rested team will be Orlando, and coming to down a, down the stretch to a team who doesn't care. I think Orlando doesn't have you know much to play for as well. But I don't really think that that matters to them. I think they're pretty much into a really, you know, a good spot, right? They're in one of the worst records, but they also are playing for the number one overall pick. But I think as long as they can stay within those bottom three, I think that they feel good about their spot in the lottery. And so I would expect Orlando to win this game. I really do. And a lot of people probably don't show favor in that because I think this is one of the last few games that. Washington can win, especially this late into the season. But this is the earliest part of the late part of the season where you eventually just get into full tank mode, where everybody else is, where the Blazers are. I really do think that the tank really does start tonight. And I see, I think uh, Washington will start falling pretty fast. So Magic win at Washington. Two teams I really, really expect to win as well. And that's the Hornets. They're favored by just two, but they're playing in New York. The Hornets are actually playing for something. They want to get better. They want to start playing better because they have not been playing better. But they also want to have a chance to have that home game for the ninth, tenth spot. Okay? They lost the last game, but they're 7-3 of the last 10. I think Charlotte goes into New York and wins this game, which helps push New York farther down. And eventually, Tom Thibodeau, buddy. Just give it up. Let the young guys play and start letting these young dudes lose you some games because that's what we need. But then the Pelicans, they're playing at the Blazers. That's a guaranteed win. At this point, I'm not even looking at the Pelicans. I expect them to be in that ninth spot. It really comes down to the Spurs, which I never would have thought I would have said that, but the Spurs and the Lakers. So with that being said, the Grizzlies need to take advantage of the matchup that is in front of them. They need to beat the Spurs and keep pushing them down further to give them a chance to get that draft pick. And I know that sounds stupid. We have a really good season in front of us. The Grizzlies are the second overall. But never do you have a chance to have the second best record in the league and you also get the 11th overall pick. That's really good front office management, but it's also really good luck because the Lakers should not be this bad. But that's all we have this week. Make sure you stay tuned. We will have another episode this week coming out. And then next week, a normal week, two-episode week. But after that, it's on. It's absolutely on. We're going forward, and you're going to get more content out of me than you ever expected. But make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you tell your family. Go ahead. Download Grizz901. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell the people how much you love us. Tell me how much you love us. I love to hear it. 
But that's all we have. Have a great week. It's hump day. There's storms coming. So buckle up. Be nice and tell your friends.